0: Heavenly Father, um, today more than ever, uh, we are reminded of the great privilege it is to gather as your people and we are excited to be here. Uh, and we are so thankful to you uh, for your faithfulness and goodness to us as a church. You've sustained us and provided for us richly over these recent challenging months and we do praise you for your grace and your kindness to us. Uh, and always, as always, most of all, we uh, thank you Uh, For Jesus and we thank you that our sins are forgiven through his death in our place uh, and that we can now know you as father Uh, and Jesus we thank you for your great love for us laying down your life so that we can live forever with you Uh, we want to know you and know you more and more each day Uh, we pray our Lord God that you would continue your transforming work in us through your word by your spirit today and fill us with the joy uh, that it is to gather here as your people. Uh, We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' um, matchless name. Amen. Reading from Ephesians
1: 5, verses 1 to 20. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ.
2: Thanks so much, Sarah. Well, isn't it good to be back? So good. Amen. Amen. And Great to see you all here. Thank you for coming. Uh, Can everyone hear me okay? Um, Yeah, all good. Well, it is really good to be back. I'm so glad to be here. And just echo Steve's welcome and thanks to God for sustaining us uh, over the last six months. Uh, We've got a great passage to uh, look into today. I know lots of us have looked at this through the week, uh, and we'll reflect on it again this morning as we gather together. But you might have seen this picture floating around the internet over the last few months. I don't know if uh, you you probably can't read... Uh, the, what's written on there, but oh, it, it's a um, person looking rather strange, and there's a sign there saying this: "You have now entered the jurisdiction of the Ministry of Silly Walks. Commence silly walking immediately." Uh, so this was a family in um, in America uh, decided to bring a bit of lightness to the heaviness of the COVID era and put this outside their house, so the people... And there's hilarious videos they've taken of people just walking normally along and then all of a sudden breaking into this strange walk. Well, how you walk can say a lot about you, can't it? Um, apparently there's whole areas of study that analyse people's walks uh, and, and show what they say about their personality. So whether you walk fast or slow, open or closed, whether you're a multitasker, you know, a multitasker while you're walking, or a bit of a daydreamer, uh, apparently it can say a lot about you, but uh, it's probably best not just not to think about it too much. Um, but this passage in Ephesians is all about how you walk. It's all about how you walk, it, but it's not talking about your legs, uh, it's not talking about your physical walk. The Bible uses this image of walking to talk about the whole direction of your life, the whole character of your life. Um, And Paul Harrington last week mentioned this in his sermon, if you're able to see that. Uh, He mentioned it, but it really comes into focus here in this passage at the start of chapter 5. What direction is your life headed in? Uh, What things characterize you? When someone sees you walking through your life, what impression do they get? What picture comes out? And the big point of this passage is... That being part of God's family means that you have a whole new walk, a new direction to your life, a whole new way of living. Uh, It's a family walk. You see that in verse 1. Paul starts, Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. See, through Jesus we have entered into God's family. And now for the rest of our lives we learn how to walk like him, to follow his example. Uh, Sometimes you see this in real life. Um, You might know this person. Uh, Most of us will know who that is, I expect. She used to be Mary Donaldson of Tasmania. Uh, Until one day at the Sydney Olympics in the year 2000, she met a handsome prince, literally uh, in a pub in Sydney, and before too long, became Mary, Crown Princess of Denmark, Countess of—I don't know how to pronounce this word—Monpezat. Does anyone? I oh, will say that's right. She's a countess. Um, anyway, Mary had to uh, uh, this sort of transformation as she entered this new family. She had to learn a whole new walk. Literally, she had to take walking classes. Apparently. Uh, But more generally also, learning this whole new way of walking, of relating and acting, it took time. But the moment she married Frederick, the moment she married Frederick, she had a new identity. She she was part of this new family. No matter how long it took her to learn the walk, (laughs) she was already in the family. And then she had to sort of learn how to live and walk in a way that matched her new identity. And there's something just the same going on in the Christian life. There's something just the same thing in the Christian life. If you are a Christian, if you've put your trust in Jesus, in Christ, you are a child of the King of Kings. You have entered into His family. You are God's dearly loved child. You see that in verse 2. Out of His great love, Jesus has already offered the ultimate and perfect sacrifice To God for you. He has given his own life in your place at the cross to pay the price for your sin, to reconcile you to God. And so you do not need impressive sacrifices to bring to God in order to impress him, in order to convince him to let you into his family. You already have Jesus' perfect, complete, fragrant offering in your place for you. So your new identity is totally secure. Uh, It's rock solid. But what this passage is saying is that this new identity that you receive in Christ will, it has to, it must, flow out into a new walk. A new walk. A transformed life. A life lived learning to walk in line with who you already are of Jesus. So, friends, but it it might be at this point, though, that you know that this isn't true for you, that you haven't actually put your trust in Jesus, you haven't asked God to forgive you and to give you this new life in his family. Uh, If that's you, it's so good you're here, we're so pleased to have you with us. But it's important to say, as we read through this passage, it's important to say that the place for you to start isn't, first of all, with your walking. It's with your heart. It's with your relationship to this God. Do you know him as your father who loves you? Do you know Jesus as your Lord who died for you? That's what is offered to you in the gospel. Complete forgiveness, security in this new relationship. And there is an urgency here. Did you pick that up as we read through this passage? Maybe your ears pricked up as it was read for us in verse five. Uh, to persistently reject God, uh, to live in proud opposition to Him and His grace means you are outside of His kingdom. Of course it does. And in verse six, uh, there is that solemn warning of God's wrath coming on those who are disobedient, those not those who stuff up <laughs> that's not what it's talking about people who stuff up but really want to follow jesus those who live a life walking in arrogance and disobedience walking away from God, not toward him god's wrath comes now as we experience the fruit of our sin and it will come finally on what the bible calls the last day so friends if that's you please come to him Uh, come openly admit your sin and receive his forgiveness and this new life. Know God is not as your judge, but as your heavenly Father who loves you and who wants to teach you this new walk. Uh, On the other hand, there might be some here uh, among us who will happily say that you're a Christian person, will happily say that you're a Christian, but when you're honest you know that it doesn't actually make any difference to your life, to your walk. Uh, This passage is not going to let us sit on the fence and just coast along with God. Um, A changed identity leads to a changed walk. It has to. Otherwise, it's just hypocrisy. It may be that, friends, coming out of this morning, uh, you have some repenting to do today. So I want to encourage you to do that. But to do it knowing knowing God's mercy and His grace are far bigger than your sin. uh, That He is there ready and willing to help you by His Spirit to start learning this new walk. Okay, but what does this new walk look like? Paul talks about three things and we're just going to quickly touch on them. Uh, He says, walk in love in verse 2. Down in verse 8, he says, walk in light. So, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live, or literally that's walk, as children of light. Then down in verse 15, Paul says, walk in wisdom. Be very careful then how you, again, literally that's how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. Walk in love, in light, and in wisdom. But firstly, walk in love. Uh, Walk in love. God's love is a self-giving love. Uh, It's a love that's shown most clearly at the cross. And Paul's big point here in this section, uh, from the start of this chapter through to verse 14, Paul's big point here is that if you have received that love from God, if you have received that love, walk in it. Uh, Show that in the way that you relate to the people and the things around you. Live like this towards each other. And there's a lot in here. Especially from verse 3 onwards uh, that perhaps you would have um, uh, yeah pricked your ears up as we read through. There's lots that's especially confronting in our culture. Uh, but basically, basically what Paul's saying here is that all these things, these, uh, this sort of list of things that he goes through, all of these things, these ways of living and relating to other people, they are not God's way of self-giving love. They're ways of relating to people. Enter things that are more marked by self centered desire than by self giving love. That's the kind of thread that runs through that, uh, that little section. They're ways of relating to one another and to the things around you and even to your own life that's more marked by a self centered desire than by self giving love. Uh, and friends, that, that includes physical intimacy outside of God's good design in marriage. But more on that next week. Uh, In the gospel, marriage is a beautiful picture of Jesus' love for his bride. And we'll see that next week. But it also includes things like greed. Uh, So your bank statement could be just as much an indication of the idolatry and sin in your heart as your internet browser history. Um, It includes how you use your words. Uh, whether you're putting others down in order to lift yourself up. I think that's sort of what be, what's behind when it talks about obscenity, foolish talk, coarse joking. I think there's a kind of way of talking that you, you, you look for opportunities to score quick points at other people's expense in order to make yourself look, look good in front of other people. I think that's... Well, okay. Well, all of that, this picture that's painted was... You know, relevant, obviously, 2,000 years ago for Paul and his culture. But it doesn't really speak to us today, right? No. (laughs) Uh, No, not at all. Our our culture is a lot like the culture in Ephesus. It's a lot like it. Uh, Paul's saying to these Christians in this culture that's very much like ours, don't walk that way. Don't walk that way. And take this seriously, friends. He says, don't let there even be a hint of these things in your life. not He doesn't say, just see how close you can get to crossing a line. (laughs) Not even a hint. Not because they're just wrong according to some abstract standards that you're being measured against. That's not what's going on. It's because you're walking now in God's new way of love. You've got a new identity. You have a new way to walk your life. And lust and greed and crass talk just don't belong in this new family, in this new walk. But what does belong? Uh, Maybe you skipped over this. I think this is quite surprising in verse 4. What does belong? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. That's the alternate picture that Paul is painting. Thanksgiving. You see, coming to know God means that you can start to see your life, the people around you, the things around you, not as objects that you can manipulate for your own desires, but as gifts from a loving God. Gifts to be honoured, gifts to be received with thanksgiving, Uh, gifts to be related to in a way that honours the gift giver, that honours the God who gave them to you. So friends, if you are in Christ, in this family, if you have been loved like this through the gospel, walk in love, walk in love like this to one another. Walk in love, but the next thing Paul says is walk in light. But in order to help us do this, I need to go, Kids, you need to help because I need to get to the magical couch. So I'm going to go to the magical couch and uh, you can all help us think about the next part of this, which is walk in light. All right, let's see how this works. All right, see ya. i got to
3: go. The magical couch, good to see you again.
2: Uh, when you come to know Jesus and know God's love through him, he gives you a whole new way to walk. Not to walk with your legs, but to walk with your whole life. A whole new direction to live your life. A whole new way to live. And here's what it says in Ephesians 5, verse 8. Uh, the Apostle Paul says, For one time you were darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. So he says, So walk, as children of light, you are light in the Lord. So walk in the lights. Walk as children of light in this new way that God has for you. Okay, there's a song about that, of course, and we're going to sing it. Uh, but we need to learn some actions. These are sign language actions again, uh, and uh, they' well, they're not too tricky. But I, you know, you might need to have a bit of a warm up with them. So here we go. Uh the the here's how it starts. It says for one time, so hold your finger up like that, in front of your face, and for one time, sort of do a bit of a U shape with your finger. For one time, you were darkness. Now the sign for darkness, you have to do a bit of a claw with those two fingers. Like a claw shape, and you swing them around in front of your eyes. For one time, you were darkness. You were darkness, but now your light, the sign for light is this. Have your fist closed there and spread your fingers out. push your arm out, spread your fingers out. Lights. So for one time you were darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. That's the first part. not too hard, is it? Second part goes like this: Walk. that's pretty easy. Walk as children. So the sign for children goes like this because you're patting the heads of the kids. So walk as children of lights. Walk on, walk on. Walk as children of lights. Walk on, walk on. And where's it from? Just like last
3: time, we're going to point to this finger here for E. That's the letter E. Ephesians 5 verse 8. And There's one more sign you need to learn for this song. It goes like this. Ephesians 5 verse 8, mates. Ephesians 5 verse 8, mate. mate. Alright, so I think we're ready to sing. Uh, don't worry about too much about getting all the actions right,
2: just do your best. Uh, I'm going to be doing the actions. Uh, and the other thing is I'm not actually going to sing today because where we're gathered we can't sing together. So I thought I would just hum along, close my mouth, hum along and do the actions to the song. Uh, but I do need a bit of help. Uh, with the music, so uh, I think there are some helpers uh, going to appear.
3: And here we go. Let's do it. Can you hear the music? All right, you ready to go? First of died in the law One time you were darkness now your light in the Lord. For one time you were darkness now that's who you
2: are if you're trusting in Jesus that's who God has made you to be so walk as children of light this week all right good on good on you go into this week trusting this good God and walking as his child in his lights see you next time
3: on the magical couch see ya bye
2: quick change I, I was trying to peer in but I, couldn't, I didn't know I don't know if the big kids were doing the actions next time you need to I think that's, there were a few I saw good on you um, okay let's wrap this up so we've got walk in love walk in light walk as a child of light uh, and lastly here this last section walk in wisdom you see that in verse 15 be very careful then how you live or how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Now, I, what do you think of when you hear the word wise? Maybe you think about this: long hair, um, a bit long beard, deep voice, a, a Gandalf or Dumbledore character. Well, uh, what does wisdom look like here in this part of the Bible? It's got nothing to do with having a long beard, thankfully. Uh, It's got nothing to do with having a deep voice. Wisdom here, in this last part of this little section, wisdom looks like taking every opportunity to be involved in God's gospel plan. Taking every opportunity to be involved in God's gospel plan. You see that in verse 16, Paul writes, Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Now, Paul's already told us what the Lord's will is, what God's will is. He's already talked about this in, in Ephesians. It's not a mystery. It's a mystery that's been revealed in the gospel. God's will is that he's going to unite all things under Jesus, especially uh, putting that into action now in the church, working that out here and now building up of Jesus' new people under God's word. That is the Lord's will, this new humanity united in Christ, uh, working that out now in the church, a new humanity under his word. So friends, wisdom means being eager wherever possible to see God's work, his plan, his will worked out in your life. Uh, not just you as an individual, but in in yous together, in y'all, uh, in, in, in us, in our church family together. Wisdom means committing yourself to that and being eager to take up every opportunity that presents itself. It's a very strange thing to think about in COVID, isn't it? Uh, it seems to me that one of the dangers of this COVID season is... Uh, that we can sort of see it as a bit of a pause in God's purposes. (laughs) Uh, It's a bit of a pause in God's plan, His will being worked out. Uh, It's easy to yearn for the old familiar things, or maybe easy to just look forward to a future state where things might be like the way that we want them to be. Um, It's easy to think that. But God's Word here says... Be wise, walk in wisdom now, today, in whatever circumstance God has for you. Take the opportunities that come now. Uh, And understand too that evil evil is not on pause. It's not taking a break. Uh, The evil one will be tempting you in new ways through this season. Uh, Whatever it takes to take your focus away from God's will, from the gospel, maybe through fear, maybe through opportunities for sin that come when you're alone more often, Uh, maybe through uh, a, a, a kind of consumer attitude towards your church family that's just more sort of easy with online things going on, Friends, wisdom means that it's seeing that the days are evil. Um, Do you notice that on the way through? It means recognizing that evil's not taking a break in this season. But also, neither is God. God's will, His work, His purposes also aren't taking a break. There, there are opportunities that come here. So it is... God's will being worked out, remembering the gospel, remembering what God is doing in the world and taking whatever opportunities come your way for that. Whatever opportunities he gives you, that's that's walking in wisdom. And wisdom, lastly, means doing that with a song in your heart. It means doing that with a song in your heart. Did you see that? Um, Doing that not begrudgingly or... Um, with a heavy heart. But from verse 18, that's what it talks about. Paul uses this image of someone who's drunk. Uh, For someone who is drunk, alcohol is the the dominating, controlling influence in their life at that point, right? And Paul says it's the same. He says um, it, it leads to lack of control and to more sin. And he says, don't walk in that direction. You have a different controlling influence in your life now in this new family of God. You have a different controlling the Holy Spirit of God who, who's not going to lead you to lack of control and to sin. And That's not where the Holy Spirit will lead you. He will lead you to into this new walk. You have God himself to help you to walk like this. He will lead you into holiness, not with a somber heart, but with a heart full of joy and thanksgiving. It is God by His Spirit who will enable you to keep learning this walk, who will remind you of the gospel and of your identity in Christ when you fall and you will, when you fail and you will. It is the Holy Spirit who will keep reminding you of who you are now in this new family so that in His strength you can keep getting up and keep walking in God's way, knowing His forgiveness and His grace. And God's Spirit will give you a joyful and thankful heart as you walk this road. And I think these last verses are just so helpful for us in this season. It is, I mean, it's a real grief we can't sing together, isn't it? It's a little bit awkward, and I know that. And um, But we're, we're not singing out loud together as a, a large gathering because we're seeking to walk in love. Uh, to to put aside our own preferences for the sake of others. That's why we're not singing. Um, We're not singing because we're walking in love. But just because we're not singing with our lips doesn't mean we can't sing with our hearts. That's what Paul says in verse 19. Did you see that? Sing and make music from your hearts to the Lord. Sing and make music from your hearts to the Lord. So it is a grief not to sing with our mouths for this season, but that doesn't change the gospel. It doesn't change the reality of God's love. It doesn't need to take the song from your hearts. Walking in wisdom, in the power of God's spirit, remembering God's will revealed in the gospel will mean we always have a reason To sing in our hearts. To give thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ.